And Tfilas for Shaina Rachel. Shaina Rachel Baschai Breina. Okay. So the the topic for tonight, uh, as I hope you saw, is Shuva uh, of Kindness to Myself, which is quite a concept, of course. Uh, but even before we get to that, I think it's uh, worthwhile to just, um, as a first step, uh, include the element of um, truthfulness in the tshuva. Because there could be um, a lot of uh, sort of uh, involvement or uh, thoughts or feelings that may not really be um, accurate or really be part of tshuva altogether. And it's a very important first step to be aware not to fall into that or even to use it as the contrast. Um, I think it's not uncommon for um, people to mistake a charata as feeling very bad about yourself. Um, and really what's happening is that a person's own very fundamental not good feelings about themselves are really being camouflaged um, by what they think is um, remorse over um, having acted improperly, but that may really very possibly not be what's really going on. A person really just fundamentally feels bad about themselves for other reasons, and so then sort of gets covered over or funneled in or, like I say, camouflaged by uh, thinking that it's charat uh, over virus. But um, that may not be the real source of the bad feeling. So we have to be able to be aware of that uh, pitfall, so to speak. Um, and of course, we need to have a good understanding of what could be a reason to feel bad about a virus, which hopefully we'll get to. Um, another um, sort of a common mindset would be that the person uh, feels they should feel bad about uh, having rebelled against Hashem. What could be worse than that? Hashem gave us certain instructions, certain commands, and we maybe didn't follow them so correctly. So we would think that um, we should feel very remorseful over the act of rebellion. We could find that solution, of course. Marida in the, in the Great Svarim. But if we're honest with ourselves, we'll realize that that really can't be um, a valid cause for us to be feeling bad. Because if we're honest, we'll discover that our Akaras Hashem isn't strong enough for us to really relate to what we're doing as rebellion. Maybe we could have hope for ourselves that we should have a greater Akaras Hashem. And then what, would, what we have 
may have done wrong would be rebellion, but if we would have that greater Hakara, maybe we would never rebel in the first place. So I don't think we could honestly um, really feel regrets um, over our failures in terms of rebellion against Hashem, because we can't really find within ourselves the level of real, clear recognition of Hashem to feel that we rebelled. So, of course, the question will be, what could be the real nature of tshuva for us in a real, truthful way, in a real way, in a really real way? Um, and I think that's before we even try to think in terms of uh, having some remorse, regrets over past failures, the first question would be, the most fundamental question would be, what reason can we discover or why we should want to change or why we should um, somehow be empowered to discover something different or be someone different. What is available to us that's, you know, we're all here, we're trying to learn, we're trying to understand. I was trying to think about this topic as best I could and trying to see, is there some way that we could discover, that we could relate to, that would be a reason why we would want to be somehow better. And that would in, in itself give us some of that real good energy to make a step in that direction. And then, of course, that could always readily be the basis of what could be a cause for feeling bad. If only we would understand this better earlier, maybe we could have, who knows? But the real, the real central question is, what should be, what could be our motivation? And we've touched in the past, um, trying to see from Hashem's perspective, um, in, in a very grand scheme of things. I'd like to try to focus tonight on something that hopefully we can relate to pretty readily or at least maybe within reach, that's not too lofty. And to, to start it, I would like to focus on one line in the Art Safan that was uh, sent out, where he says a, a fascinating statement after he discusses the quality of a person of being created in the image of Hashem, and as the mission of us says, Chaviv Adam Shnivir B'Tselem, person is beloved to Hashem, having been created in his image, with such uh, enormous spiritual abilities. And the person is so beloved that he's worthy of entire creation being made for him, which it is being made for him, day by day, moment by moment worthy of all the good that Hashem wants to give to a person, which is the maximum good, infinite good. 
So the old Sefer has a line. He says that we have to strengthen ourselves to influence ourselves that we should love ourselves with that extreme belovedness that Hashem has for us. We should love ourselves in that exceedingly great way, the way that Hashem loves us. Now, this is quite a statement because on the surface we would naturally ask and wonder to love ourselves, but we are ourselves. We understand loving another person, caring for another person, but to say I should love myself, I am myself. At first glance, it sounds strange. But if we think into it, what would seem to be indicating, I think there are other sources that indicate this, that a person does have within his nature, within his makeup, the capacity to recognize all that belovedness that Hashem has and see that in ourselves, of ourselves, and relate to ourselves in a certain way, really quite like we would towards another person, with compassion, with respect, with caring, with tenderness, with loving, with kindness, to, to care for that beloved being, who is ourselves in the way that we are worthy of, that will not be in a selfish manner. We can, we can recognize in ourselves that we are a being of such innate value, such limitless value. We have within ourselves qualities that are already of a nature of likeness to the Creator which we could notice, which we could see how we have appreciation, we have sensitivity, we have a, a sense of what is really good. That's giving us some starting recognition to be able to, to sense what the Torah is teaching us, that human being is beloved to Hashem and all Hashem's leaders are infinite, so it's infinite belovedness that we could see, in a sense, in ourselves, but in a non-selfish manner, in a manner that's, oh, I am somebody who is worthy of being cared for, of being given all the good that Hashem wants him to have, and that I should give to, give to myself. It will be experienced in a manner not of taking, but of giving. And if we combine that with the basic understanding that everything in the Torah is meant for that purpose. Everything in the Torah is only for the sake of giving a person the maximum good in the next world and in this world. It's only good coming from everything of the Torah. Of course, 
it's not easy to access it many, many situations. And even all those challenges, they're also part of what Hashem has designed for us. But the essential knowledge is that everything in the Torah is for our good, and that we are, in a sense, given that mission to care for ourselves. And that is not some kind of a psychotic break if we are caring for ourselves. No, that is within the person to see in myself something that is not naturally sensed. I don't naturally sense, maybe, maybe there's some kind of motivation, I'm sorry, meditation that can accomplish it. I don't know about that. But as far as our general life experience, we don't naturally sense within ourselves that greatness, that holiness, that exaltedness that the Torah is teaching us. But we could see it in the Torah. We could believe it from the Torah when we can relate to ourselves that way and want to give to ourselves in a loving, caring manner all the good that Hashem wants us to have. That will not be in a selfish manner, in a like, like type of nature grabbing. It will be, it can be experienced in a manner of caring, of giving, of, of loving, of like as if I'd be caring for a beloved child, as if I would be entrusted with the crown prince, the only heir to the throne of the beloved king and queen who had to somehow go into hiding and they left their child in the care of their trusted minister to raise that child who will be the heir to the throne and be the one to bless the kingdom when it will become time for him to take over. And I'm given that mission to care for that beloved only child of the king and queen, where I would cherish it, where I would be devoted to it. So we can relate to ourselves in that kind of a way. And we have sources in the Torah for this, for this concept. And Medrash says, Hill was going quickly. Talmudin asked him, they, they saw his calling, hurrying to do some kind of mitzvah. They asked, where is the Rebbe going? So I'm going to do a mitzvah. What mitzvah? To wash in the bathhouse. Is that a mitzvah? He said, yes, because we see that the, the statues of the king are, are taken care of. And whoever does that job to wash them and to keep them nice and shiny gets a great reward. So, so too, and certainly the goof that is the house for the neshama should be cared for, should be properly beautified. In the Mufarsh, one of the Mufarsh in the memory says that there was an opinion that the goof should be viewed as like an adversary of the neshama. So it should be knocked down and it should be like sort of disregarded. But that was not Hillel's approach. Hillel took the approach of caring for the goof like you would care for another person. But the Medrash starts off with the Pasuk, Gomil nafsho ish chosed. One who bestows good to himself is a person of chesed. So Hillel knows this is himself, this is his own guf, but he's not relating to it in a selfish manner. He's relating to it as, my guf is the house of my neshama. Neshama, the zechelek elokah, has to be treated with respect, has to be cared for, should look nice. 
Of course, he will be enjoying that, that beauty, but that will not be for myself in a selfish manner. It will be that's of myself, but in a, in a caring manner, in a respectful manner. And it's not only something that applies to the group, it applies to the whole person. Very monafshay. Malm over there talks about the person is going to give tzedakah. He may think, I'm, I'm, I'm harming myself. I'm, taking, I'm giving up my, my financial uh, acquisition. So he says, no, I'm caring for the neshama. Neshama will benefit. Of course, it doesn't mean you should give tzedakah just to gain for yourself schar for the neshama. But this is taking away any feeling of Maybe I'm harming myself. Maybe there's some cruelty involved here. So no, it's all good. I'm hoping the Ani, I'm hoping my Neshama. So I can relate to my Neshama that I'm giving to it. It's, it's caring, it's loving. There's a lot of good I can give to the Neshama. Which is, which, which is really me. <laughs> but I can relate to it in a... In a proper, the psychologically healthy manner, like I would if I was giving to somebody else, the same, in the same kind of a way, not in a selfish way, not I'm grabbing for myself, no, I'm giving, I'm entrusted with that responsibility, like when a person cares for their child, I'm caring for myself in a, in a, in a kind, loving way. We find this also in the Gemara Msachim, Rav Sheshes, after reviewing his learning every 30 days, he would say to himself, Rejo- Rejoice, my nefesh. I learned Tarsha B'Ksal for you. I learned Tarsha Balpeh with all the good effort that goes into that. I learned it for you. Rejoice, my nefesh. You are worthy of it. So he's like talking to himself. My nefesh, rejoice. It's like calling upon himself to rejoice as the recipient of his own efforts. So this is quite a, quite a use of language, you know, rejoice my nefesh. But it seems to be relating to himself that he's giving to himself in that kind of a manner of kindness, of giving. So it would seem that um, we could try to employ this in terms of relating to the Torah. The Torah is the source of maximum good. We are entrusted with that, that care for ourselves. We should want to give ourselves all the good that the Torah is offering to us. The, 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 sometimes the physical enticement is more pronounced, is more tangible, is easy to cause us to forget. So we need to get a really solid grip on this awareness that's no, no, there'll be no gain from something that is away from the Torah, no loss by embracing the Torah, only everything good. As we know, Mishlam HaMelech will be experienced as all good in being connecting to Hashem. But we know, we know that, that much we could, we could know well. But instead of being sort of hesitant, if I'm going to go try to gain all the good of the Torah to being selfish, no, we can do it not in a selfish way. We can do it in a very non-selfish way. So in the person, like the Aratzafan is describing, to love myself like the Torah loves me, to care for myself, to 
respect myself, like the Torah gives that respect to every person. Shem is creating the world for every individual. Oh, they can see. That's who I am, worthy of all that good, worthy of all that love. Hashem considers me, Hashem created me in the fashion. Hashem relates to me in a manner of such exaltedness, such caring, such involvement, such closeness, such chashiva, such love. Oh, I should have that to myself. I should follow the ways of Hashem and have that to myself. And it will not be selfish, it will not be, it will not be psychotic. Will be good. Will be just in the same kind of a nature that we have towards another person. We can have it towards ourselves with this proper kind of awareness. So then, if we somehow missed out on something of the good the Torah has to offer, we could look at it and say, "That's too bad." Now, do we know for sure if we could have done better or not? Sometimes we can't know so well for sure. And it's very hard to be very hard on ourselves if we're not sure. Can I consider myself to have uh, done a terrible sin if maybe I didn't do it? It's very hard. And, you know, we probably can't. Or at least, you know, quite difficult. And maybe not even could I altogether to do that. But when it comes to well, maybe I could have had more of the good the Torah has to offer. I don't know for sure. Maybe I could have. If I could have, so then I feel bad. I wish I would have access more of that good sooner. But the Iker is, of course, looking forward to try to embrace it, try to give it to ourselves and to anybody else we could share it with, of course. And then we could look back and we could say, Alavai would have understood this better sooner. Alavai could have connected to this a little sooner. Maybe I could have, who knows. But it doesn't have to be essentially even that aspect of some kind of a, of, of a sincere regret. doesn't have to be in terms of my wrongdoing because I was cruel to myself. Ben Yain has such a lotion. I was cruel to the nefesh. It doesn't have to be only or primarily in terms of the bad action of a bad choice. And there can be times where we could know, yes, I know I made an incorrect choice in that situation. I could have been stronger. And that was a failure. And that was a lack of, maybe somewhere deep down, a lack of true compassion to myself. I shut it down. I went into the dimming world. I, I shut out my seichel. And that was a failure. And I could see that in myself as, I wish I could have been stronger. I should have been stronger. But in a, in a broader sense, and maybe in an even more useful, helpful sense, it could be just in terms of all the benefit that can come from the Torah. Not only from my own incorrect behavior, my own mistakes that I made or failures that I, that I can identify, but whatever of the Torah that is meant to benefit me, to uplift me, to, to give me the the good feeling of it and the ultimate benefit of it that I could have had more of. Halavai, I would have had more of it sooner. But Baruch Hashem, I could do tshuva and I could fix it all up. So you cannot say that, you know, I absolutely uh, lost out on it. But Halavai would have been sooner. Halavai, I could have had more and built upon that. Who knows, you know. I wish I would have been smarter earlier and uh, 
all we can do is be very grateful if we have enough of an understanding now to want to embrace it better and um, try to use that out as best we can. So I hope that something here makes sense to somebody. And you can, you can feel free to share that with me. If that is the case. I hope this wasn't, hope this wasn't too long, but I'm trying to get a grip of it myself. I think it may take me a few times to listen over, but that's okay. Okay, any, any and all reaction or reaction is welcome. And I want to thank everybody for being with me, especially the people who let me see them. There's only two out of a very large group. But of course, we don't mean to infringe anybody's privacy. If you really you know, don't want to be seen, you know, it's okay, respect that. But um, whenever I get the pleasure, I appreciate that very much. I appreciate everyone's being here. And um, any, any thoughts on the topic related to this or anything about Shuva are most welcome. But especially if anybody heard something that makes sense, please let me know. If you did not, please let me know. If you want to hear it over again, <laughs> you can let me know that too, but I can't promise what's going to happen. Okay, go ahead, Yehuda. Okay, I'm hoping that you could hear me. I hear you pretty good. It's a little fuzzy like in the past, but we'll, we'll try to deal with it. Keep it short. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> my, my reaction is that I think that in general what's missing is not that you don't, or that, that you don't appreciate um, or realize um, what there is to be loved about yourself. I think it's the very idea of loving yourself that's, I think, a little bit hard to um, not only understand, but to live with and actually um, live that way. Um, I think what I'm taking from here um, is I, I think that when you think about what, like, the Aratzafim is saying and what Hillel is saying, that there is something to be loved about you. There is something about you that is important. I'm doing chesed to myself and I'm taking care of myself. So by definition, that means there's something about me that deserves being taken care of. So that could, that Hashem feels is worthy of being taken care of. So that could, I think, maybe just help to even just bridge the gap a little bit to even understanding what it means altogether to take care of yourself. I hear that. In other words, it's not just, you know, self-love in the vacuum. It's, it relates very much to the, to the Lamaisa, to what am I doing about it? Trying to, to, to care for myself in, the, in a very good, all-encompassing way. To care for my physical needs with, with sincerity and compassion and respect in a proper measure and can, care for my spiritual needs. I, I think, well, more, I was saying a little bit more or different than that was that I think what's hard to understand about this concept is not that, okay, oh, I didn't realize, oh, I'm going to tell Kim, I didn't appreciate that. Okay, so that's why I couldn't love myself. It's the idea of loving yourself, of taking care of yourself. That's not a way that people normally experience themselves as I'm somebody that I should take care of. 
like you said in the beginning, what do you mean love myself? I am myself. You don't relate to yourself the way you relate to other people. You, I, I mean, I guess for each, you know, uh, person but, but, own, but, I, but I think it may go hand in hand because whatever we know about ourselves in the very natural way is not the real fullness of our identity. The fullness right, of our right, identity, what? No, so I'm saying that I think what helps bridge that gap is when you see this and you say, "Oh, so one second, if there's some somebody is telling me that there's something about me that deserves being taken care of, that is deserving of respect and love, and I should do chesed to, so then that could help to, I guess, reform your view of yourself and allow you to even." begin to see what that would look like to love yourself. Meaning it's when you see the art itself on saying this, you see the author saying this and Hill saying that, so then it gives you a frame of reference or a, a something to, uh, um, um, something tangible to lock onto that tells you that there's something about yourself that deserves being loved. So then I mean, you can't just say love yourself in a vacuum if you don't even know what that means altogether. If you have this to begin with and saying there's something about you that deserves being loved, so then you can start understanding what maybe it means to love yourself. I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, that's how I and, and that um, explain what you're describing now. I think that understanding, even though we may know the words, but um, there's a lot of room for us to elevate our appreciation of those words that we know already. Now, to think about it, really study it, to get us, you know, you learn a lot of, in, in our suffering, we'll get some idea of, you know, the Madrig, or the Marishain, that's all contained in a person, Shem's view of a person. Hashem wants to give to a person. So as much as we can get a sense of how much good Hashem wants to give to a person, is giving ourselves a different kind of appreciation of ourself, which doesn't necessarily, doesn't, automatically become integrated to change our whole natural experience. But it could be enough for us to have a deeper appreciation and to want that, that plan of Hashem be actualized for us, to us. Like, we have enough of a connection to, like, to care for it, to care for it in a very personal way, but not in a selfish way. This is a very delicate concept. Because <laughs> that understanding of ourselves does not become like natural, but still we know it's us. We know this is who I really am. I know intellectually this is who I really am. I can feel it a little bit. I can relate to it a little bit. I can, I can want to care for it enough to shift my focus away from what's very temporary and very mundane something greater, something more beautiful, something more meaningful. That's the suggestion here. <laughs> okay. But I'm thinking of the Lashon of the Ramchal that you've um, brought up many times by Tzitzis, where he says that this, uh, right. the Tachos or the Bria was Hufkad Biyado, right? That right. was entrusted to you to do what? To take care of yourself. Right. And, and that's putting you on the giving side rather than the taking side. Right. So here I'm trying to say, um, not so, you know, in any way, um, 
lesson or um, not want to use the tachas of the whole bria, but you know, if I could at least care for myself, <laughs> it would also be quite a good accomplishment. After all, that's speaking what I'm accomplishing in terms of the whole bria anyway. But uh, you know, that's 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 very sort of close to home caring. It's something that maybe we can relate to a little more easily, a little more readily. That is the tachas of the bria. That it, it's <laughs> That's well, of course, because I'm the talk of the Bria. <laughs> Every person is supposed to say, we should be in Of course, okay, I also want well, to become the talk of the Bria. Yes, yes. But, you know, we can start with ourselves. <laughs> okay, if you take the words talk of the Bria out of it, that makes it more personal. <laughs> you know, like, we, we shouldn't sort of, like, you know, you know say, who am I to worry about the whole Bria? Okay, I care for myself, but who am I? Who am I that I'm caring for? Right. I was just bringing the lashon. What am I worthy of? What am I worthy of? I hear what you're saying. I was just bringing the lashon of Hukkad Biyado to illustrate. I know. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. That lashon of Hukkad Biyado is excellent. To apply that to here, that's like I'm the one who's entrusted to my own care. Like that marshal of the the crown prince is entrusted to the care. Of the very capable minister, raise him, give everything to him, educate him, bring him up to that level he's worthy of taking over the throne. And the king and the queen can't do it. So here, I'm the only one who could do it for myself. I'm the only one who could bring myself into Shlemus, into everything good, to receive all the good of the Torah. Only I could do it for myself. Okay, some of it we can hope to experience sooner. Some of it would have to be more patient. But we know that it's going to be very good. And um, from that vantage point, everything will have been worthwhile. Okay, Ayurveda, what's your reaction? Let's hear. Because I, hear, I see a lot of smiles. <laughs> no pressure, but I can't hear you. I'm mute. Are you are you saying that the way to do tshuva is to love yourself? That is a suggestion. Yes. And how does one love themselves? Hmm. Um. The hope is. The hope is that the sense that we could have of what is really, what we're really all about, but who we are deep down can somehow connect with what we can learn in the Torah about the greatness of the neshama, the refinement of the neshama, the beauty of a neshama of a person, and his potential to, to emulate Hashem in every good way. That we can have some sense that, oh, yeah, I could touch that. I could see how I have a shaykhist to that. Oh, I could believe what the Torah is telling me. I can relate to it a little bit. Oh, that's who, that's who I am, that's who I could be. Hmm. That's worth putting in some good efforts to get there. We don't always know exactly how to get there. 
We have to try. We have to use what's available to us. We have to keep on searching. We have to try to take a step in, in what looks to us to be the right direction. Hopefully, it'll go to a second step. The person is sincere. Shem helps us. So, but with the starting point, the starting point has to be from something positive. Nothing can be accomplished out of a negative mindset that what I did was bad. I want to avoid of some kind of self-negating thoughts. It has to be of a positive nature. It has to be, oh, I want to give good to this person who's worthy of it. And that's me. <laughs> I, don't understand what you're, are you, I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying that we can learn our worth from the Torah? The Torah teaches us a lot, yes. And I think if we can have some sense of it, if we could find a place where we, we have made contact, we could make contact with it. How? If we can ever see ourselves doing something good for somebody, really good, it may not be so easy, but it's worth making the effort. And it's really good for that person and, and it's giving us a a very good inner feeling. So then we know that we have the Midas HaChesed within us. If we can ever let go and sort of be forgiving or bearing when something See, is done to us, yeah. that's not right. And we could look away from it. We could sort of tolerate it or bear it so we know we have something of the needs of Hashem within us. So you're saying that if we if we act in an in like a in an honored honorable and dignified way, we become worthy of self love, and that helps us say and that helps us kind of uh, say um, someone like that should should do tshuva. Almost, I wouldn't want to say that that then we become worthy of self-love. I want to say that helps us to, to detect, to discover within ourselves that, oh, we are a truly spiritual being. That Hashem has such love for, as the Torah says, I am a being of spirituality. I am not just, uh, you know, <laughs> like, you know, a smart member of the animal kingdom has to show. I, I could, of course, learn the Torah, believe it in the Torah, 100%, but I could also sense it. I could also experience it a little bit. That gives me a good conviction of it. To be able to want to enable it to be all it could be. Enable, my, enable me to be all I can be become who I really am in my basic potential state, that that should blossom forth with all the good that it will bring with it to myself and everybody around me. One more time? I, I, I'm just, you know, sort of modifying a little bit. And not from the doing good do we become worthy of it. We just discover within ourselves that we really are worthy of it. We discover within ourselves 
we are innately a being of spirituality, which means a being of likeness Why to Hashem. Why are we really worthy of it? I'm sorry? Because we're Domit Hashem. Hashem made so we're really worthy, worthy of it because we're Domit Hashem? It's all coming from Hashem's kindness. Hashem has seen... So why are we worthy of love? Why are we <laughs> worthy of love? Because we are a beloved being that Hashem has made in His kindness to receive all the good that He wants to give. And just as Hashem loves us, we can also, being that we are like Hashem, love ourselves. And that is the same midah we couldn't maybe know this on our own. Could be we couldn't know on our own that the same midah of Hashem loving us, we can also have to love ourselves. So we need Chazal to teach us this. But Chazal are teaching us this. The Gemara, the Medrash, or even Shari Tshuva talks about, I, was, I wasn't compassionate on myself. I was cruel to myself. I, mean, I should have compassion on myself. And my group, and my neshama. So Chazala is teaching us that we have that capacity to relate to ourselves with compassion, with friendship, with respect, with love, just as Hashem does in His kindness. All right. In His truth, <laughs> we also can employ that same truth and that same kindness towards ourselves. That is how we are truly conditioned to relate. Now, be so goodness. the worthiness comes from the fact that Hashem loves us. Yes, and we are worthy of that love. And a lot of it comes from the fact that, in terms of Kali Yisrael, the Avos Hakadoshim forged a nation, and Kali Yisrael, we accepted the Torah, and we accepted the Bris with all that was involved. And then by, by Nesa Purim, we took the Torah again, Beratza in Ba'ava. So we ourselves contributed to making ourselves a nation of people that are so worthy, that are so close to Hashem. That's, that Hashem can say, you are my glory, you are my crown. So that love that we have is from Hashem has to also do with our making it within ourselves. Starting from Always and going all the way down to what we also can contribute, but essentially it's already there in place in a very very powerful way. Hashem is beicher ba'amo Yisrael ba'ava. I must confess I have to look in the first consider why we daven ba'avoscha al tosim is Hashem ever going to take away his love from us? Could we possibly lose it? So I'm not sure I'm shot in that line of Davani. <laughs> but uh, essentially, it's, it's forever. Tari says, love of Yisrael is unchanged. The Malam says, even when we sin, we're still called Banim. So Hashem's love to Yisrael is forever. As the, as the Navi says, so, so the, you're saying our worth comes from the fact that Hashem loves us and He created and, us and, to receive, and Hashem and loves stuff us, like that. And, Hashem, 
Hashem created us and continues to create us in such a manner, giving us all that that has become part of us through the voice. And we are of such a nature that's worthy of that love. But even any, any person, any person from his basic creation is worthy of infinite love of Hashem. Why? Because <laughs> Hashem saw fit to make it that way. <laughs> also, let's just you know, the fact you know, that God, okay, made, us, God made I, us worthy. Yes, I suspect. I suspect that at the, at the core, we are naturally very ingrained with the mindset that we have to earn it. So it's very hard for us to relate right. to Hashem giving it just as a gift. But Sufakazuk Hashem created other Marishan from the outset. In what kind of a fashion? This Chachma beyond the Malachim. Admiration's initial creation was in Gan Eden with such fantastic Chachma and Kedusha. Malachim didn't even see anything Gashmi in Adam. So the initial creation of Adam was of such Chesed Hashem that's way beyond our, our most remote capacity to understand. We read the words, we say the words, and just <laughs> mind-blowing. So that should give us a, a, a belief that Hashem's chesed is so great as to create a person with such innate greatness that it should be then worthy of that love, which is all part of the Midas Hashem, <laughs> which is okay if you don't understand it totally. <laughs> It's okay if we don't fathom it completely. It's okay. We can still try to follow it. We, we, don't, we don't have to understand Hashem's leaders completely to try to emulate them. <laughs> so God made us worthy of what? Receiving all the good that He wants us to give. Of such a nature that is that is capable to receive it, that is worthy of that love, and that is actually capable of receiving all the good that Hashem wants to give, which is the greatest possible of Hashem Himself good. From who? From, from whatever the world, the universe? From the, from the Torah. All comes from, yeah. the, from, from the Torah. Okay. From, from emulating Hashem, from loving ourselves like Hashem loves us, and following the ways of Hashem. They're coming close to Hashem by being people of love and kindness and truth and humility and amuna <laughs> and mindfulness, which means truth. <laughs> Knowing the truth in, in its totality and recognizing it's all Hashem's kindness. That's all how we get it along with many other aspects that are all contributing. And whatever we can access right now, that's what's before us. That's what we can be inspired to try to take hold of. And after we do that, then we see, okay, what can I, what can I, what can I include more? How can I give more? What more can I give to myself?
I think it's an okay potential starting point. It's worth giving it a try. Basically, the I guess a, a, a key aspect of this is we could say just, you know, well, the toe is so good, grab it. But we won't be happy with that because we'll feel that it's, it's too, too self-directed. We won't be able to relate to it, I don't think, in a fully good way. So we need to know, no, that's not how it has to be. It can really be in a manner of just good connection. With ourselves. With each other. With each other. Just all good connection. All friendship. All actors. All shalom. Shemi Varas Amaiva Shalom. Shalom means the unity of Kali's role with each other and with Hashem. Okay, I think we can pause.